Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. So there's three of us tonight. What's there up are. with that? Well, and of course, if I cut it in, there's you know Lane at the beginning because of course we use her account to log in. So right, I, and she had to give you like because I tried to go record it. I was like, can you give me permission to record? So, so even when she's not here, her presence is known. It's true. Yeah. It is. Uh, maybe I'll cut that in just so she's technically here for one episode or there still here go. for the episode. Uh, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We are doing our extra credit assignment because I did the math wrong and there was an extra Tuesday yeah. in March I wasn't aware of. Uh, but this was a last minute edition that Todd picked out called Brindle. Brindle? Yeah. Brindle. Yes. Brindle. Okay. Here's the thing. I look at that name and I feel like it should be something a little bit more exotic and weird, but I'm like, I'm just calling it Brindle and I hope I'm not wrong um but uh, i believe what this is originally is this french or is this italian i think it was french wasn't it yeah it's an yeah. italian artist and a french uh, french writer. writer okay yeah and it was yeah. originally published in uh, as a french comic which yeah. i've read a lot of like i just read a book from buenos aires there's some interesting international comics going on right now we should do a month of that or gabriel something. ball and fabio moon Danger. yeah yeah well, i mean we still got to figure out may i was thinking i mean maybe we should do star wars month again but you know we got may uh, not planned yet i don't know about that like we're if we if we start doing star wars month every month we're going to hit Every year. a treadmill real quick of like going through like there's some good stuff and there's some bad stuff and we might run out of good stuff fairly quick well i mean we've we've had the same thing happen with our with our horror books for halloween and also our pride month you know we still have our, we haven't exhausted all of archie horror yet yeah well and they keep putting stuff out well archie versus predator 2 is there for next year if we need to do that that's the one that's based <laughs> on the river riverdale characters oh really because i picked that one up by accident when i was at Lord's noble and uh-huh. i was slipping through it and it said two i'm like are we doing the second one and the characters are drawn to look like they're uh Riverdale characters. Gotcha. And you do have Archie back. It is a sequel because he is still there as part Predator, part Archie. So Nice. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to do that. There's also a, a second Jughead, uh, The uh-huh. Hunger, Wolfman 1, and uh, I don't know if he'll be out by... I mean, I know they're doing comics of, but there's a, there's more um, of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and there's a bunch of stuff. Going. Anyway. I want more of that because I love the the, yeah. the one we did. That Killing was Adventures yeah. of Sabrina. Yeah. 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 And I love the um, show until they fucked it up in the fourth season. <laughs> I still haven't finished the show, to be honest with you. I'm a terrible, terrible Don't. I uh, saw that the showrunner and writer of the comic mm-hmm. bought um, Danny Elfman's L.A. house. Oh, really? Yeah, Danny, like, moved out to a ranch, and he's going through his... Uh, dude, he, he's been, he got fully tatted up all over the place. Who, Danny Elfman or the... Uh... Yeah, Danny Elfman oh, yeah. did. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got through... a big old sleeve, yeah. So Dan- Danny has gone through... Pandemic's been hard on Danny. Mm-hmm. So he's relocated to a ranch somewhere, and he's sold his L.A. place. And Alex... Segura, something picked up his abode. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it looks cool. I'm like, of course, Danny lived here. Yeah, I can see that. Boingo Boingo is on my bucket list of bands to see. Yeah, they um they sort of did when I saw them um at Halloween. Actually, on Halloween, I I went to the Nightmare Before Christmas concert with um with uh, Danny Elfman, and then they had normally they have like the original voices, so like Catherine O'Hara and Paul Mm -hmm. Rubens come out and do the different voices for characters and stuff like that. Um, and, and sing the songs. Um, but they were not available or whatever so uh, at least mainly Catherine O'Hara wasn't so Billie Eilish came in and sang the Sally role um, Weird Al Yankovic came and sang like one of like the Lock Stalker Barrel um, sure. and then uh, and then Paul Rubens happened to be there even though he wasn't originally supposed to be there so they had him do one of the other kids so or maybe yeah I don't remember which one he did anyway uh, so that was fun but th- at the end of it they had uh, they basically did a new setup and they played a couple of Wango Boingo songs and I don't know how many of the players on stage were members of Wango Boingo but hardcore fans were 
freaking out. So it's it might be the current mm-hmm. incarnation of them or closest there is. But there's actually and a pretty amazing um, Oingo Boingo tribute band that I saw open for the Aquabats um, this last mm. summer that's really good. Um, I think they're called Dead Man's Party, if I remember correctly. But Speaking right. of uh, Weird Al, did you see the first pictures from the set of the movie? With... I've seen a bunch of them. Yeah, I've been following yeah. his Instagram where he's been putting all sorts of interesting stuff yeah. there. It, it looks He looks good. He looks yeah. like Weird Al. So I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I'm, I'm sort of surprised Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna. That's fascinating. That I, I'm, I'm very curious as to what this film is. You know what I mean? Like... It's, I don't know, man. I think it should have been the, it was the behind the scenes making of UHF. Well, there was, I want to say there was like a, was there like a Saturday Night Live or something sketch where they did like a dramatic um, trailer for like a Weird Al Yankovic biopic. And I think they called it weird. And I think that that's like, this seems a lot like it, or maybe I'm making it up in my head. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea now. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I think it's fascinating. Uh, I, Are we all going to have ham winkies afterwards and tribute? Uh, no, it's a uh, Twinkie wiener sandwich. Oh, ham winkies. That was a tuck soup thing. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Wow. Okay. We are so off track. We will <laughs> never find our way home. Uh, Brindle. So, yes. Brindle. So, yes, we, we, we do not have Elena, but we have a Todd. We have an Adam. We have a me. I am Brian. Hi. How are you? Hi. <laughs> um, Adam is feeling super fun. Uh, super. Super. Just remember, kids, you can still get COVID if you've been vaccinated and boosted. So. <laughs> uh, but I he can smell written. things again, Lisa. So that's good. Yay! Uh, so, Mister, I can smell things again. Would you mind giving us this week's cocktail? Uh, yeah, this week's cocktail is called the Firefly. Uh, it's pretty simple. You're just going to take an ice-filled shaker, add two ounces of sweet tea vodka, two ounces of a raspberry lemonade. Uh, you shake the shit out of it. You strain into an ice-filled glass, and then you're going to garnish with two raspberries on a toothpick. Awesome. Yeah, nice little nice. refreshing. You know, more of a summer drink. I would say I could you know picture that on a patio. You know, maybe doing some barbecue or something like that, like a Todd's house when he puts the 16 pound pork butts on. Um, yeah. If you're going to theme this comic for a time of year, spring or a nice summer day, like too mm-hmm. hot of a summer day is yeah. not right for this book. But yeah, spring day out on the porch. Um, I kept thinking about, I don't know if anybody's seen the, the Song of Fire and Ice, the Will Ferrell song contest no. movie on uh, mm-hmm. Netflix. What is the name of that song? Oh, he did a Eurovision movie? Euro, the Eurovision that. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. in, it, in it, one of the, it's it's actually surprisingly good. Um, I, I, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was, it's a Will Ferrell movie. It's goofy it's stupid it's hard to f- call it fine art but it was fun and i laughed and i enjoyed it um and uh, eurovision's already over the top so it's not like oh absolutely yes. it more over the and top. they're trying to do an american version where it's just the states and i'm like no 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 but one of my favorite things i heard we are so off topic today this is why we need lana <laughs> to keep us on topic That's uh no, she doesn't do that. When there's a book she doesn't like, she just she does everything she can not to talk about it. That's true. Um, I'm, I'm listening to our monstrous episode this week because I oh yeah, I was like yeah, she's very much not trying to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So anyway, yeah, and, and if there's a character who is obsessed with um, uh, fairies and stuff like that. So yeah. Anyway, cool. Back on track where we never seem to find our way. Uh, <laughs> God, Todd, what is your drinking game rule for this week? If you hum a few bars, I'll give it a go. Okay. So every time the character going, I don't know what's going on, but you're saying I should do this. Yeah. Okay. Let me try that. Because that was going to be mine. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to name it that, but like, the I only, thought that was a pretty good name. It is a good name. And I feel like that's really the only drinking game necessary. Unless Adam, do you have another one? Uh, mine is called Rapper's Delight. Every time the story hip hops somewhere else. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, those will work. But uh, I, I like this book surprisingly a lot. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, okay, so I did I, go for trying to go for a bit of a fits the theme, but different feel and tone. Yeah. So, so basically, um, here's what I need really fast, and I'll let you yeah, guys go. go. So maybe just because I was sick when I read it, I didn't like it. So what I want you guys to do is I want you to go first and tell me what you did like because I want to see if I missed something just because I was not feeling well. Okay. So. okay. I will say this. One of the things that I noticed in this book first, A, the art is impeccable. You, mm-hmm. you cannot argue with how pretty this art oh, is. Oh, it's gorgeous. Flat out. One of the most gorgeous comic books ever done. Like, just very, very pretty. Um, and so I love that aspect of it. But one of the things that struck me that I really enjoyed about this book from an interesting story standpoint is there are so often stories where a person wakes up with amnesia and then suddenly they get, um, they get uh, uh, like, all of a sudden, within five seconds, they know exactly what they're supposed to do. And they know who they are mm-hmm. and whatever. That or the audience knows exactly who they are and what they're supposed to do. I have not seen a story that actually does this and is told very well where the main character doesn't know what the hell is going on, but it's just kind of going with a flow. And the audience has about as much knowledge as that character does and so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool because it's like you're just fully there along with the journey and like there's there's a there's a great subtle skill in the writing of that to make that work uh because you have to still be engaging without giving away any of your cards not even necessarily all of them but like just giving away any of your cards to bring the audience along with you and for me i thought that was a really really impressive feat i also just thought it was an interesting story of like okay where does she go now and then what does this happen and there's like sort of these interesting levels of like going in water and then going deeper and then going up and then how many levels down are you and there's some interesting things that way and then um when we get to the spoiler uh if we discuss the spoiler i was like the ending i was sort of genuinely surprised at but then also made sense i was like oh okay uh and it was sort of interesting to have the soul of a fallen soldier be a feminine character which i thought was also very interesting um and uh yeah so i don't know those were those are the key things that i pointed out that i was like this is actually pretty impressive uh with the ability to do that um todd what are your what are your thoughts of of winning over adam so what's really interesting with this is this book um it's interesting how often there aren't any words yeah, several pages that are simply textless. That yeah. was almost one of my drinking games too. <laughs> <laughs> but what's so interesting about it is with the comics medium, and when you don't have text, it um, it either goes really really fast or really forces you to slow down. Mm-hmm. And in reading this, it does do it a slow down, and you are going through the exploration. Yeah, the same as the thing there, and you can. It's um, it does a wonderful job with the tone of the story and the feeling of the story of the exploration is like i don't know what's going on so instead of talking out loud it's well what is next you're saying this thing and it is beautiful and it's just it's it's all the unknown so saying anything kind of cheapens it as the person just doesn't know and it's um it just feels the pacing i really it took me a moment to get into the pacing and if i'd rushed through it it would have um, done it such a disservice Mm -hmm. for how good it really is this author and artist combo have actually done another series of books called love and it's like love the tiger love the fox love the mastiff mm-hmm. and those um both stories completely textless there's oh, not okay. a single thing and like oh i can totally see this duo pulling that off and so what i like about it and it's exploring it's like oh here are these quests here are these unnamed baddies here you're you're here to do something you don't know where you're from or what for but you have people wolves helping you out and what's so interesting it's an exploration of someone's soul without a memory but it's still them so when they figure out oh, I was a soldier that said, fuck you, I'm doing this anyways, and I'm not going 
down without a fight is you saw that re-expressed in the soul by action time and time again. And you're seeing that same drive and that same characteristics being shown throughout the book. And when you learn at the end of it, you're like, yeah, that is totally the same drive. That's totally the same kind of character. The trappings might be a little bit different in what they look like. And near the end, it was a restful piece that you just kind of watched it. And the book is kind of looking for peace, right? And looking mm-hmm. for rest. And so it was, I've got the shadowy unknown hanging over my head that can you hear them? Can you hear the thrumming? Can you hear the drums? It's an unseen, dark terror coming. And you're like, oh, I don't have to do this anymore. I'm good. I can rest now and it'll be okay. And that was, that's ba- that's basically Brindle. And so it was the, um, and what was so ending is you do have an ending and it's a, this you're looking at the soul of someone who's been dead the whole time. And they even get stabbed and it's like, what is dead cannot die. And yet it's not a horror comic. Mm-hmm. It's still scary. It's kind of have like never ending story touches here and there going on and some of those feelings. But you've got this character again that finds the uh, the victory and the ending was the victory was the ending and the ending was the victory. And they were good with that. And then it ends. Yeah. And other things go on while this character does not. And it's OK. And that is kind of beautiful in the way that is portrayed. It was that's what I really enjoyed about. This. Okay. Well, Adam, right, Adam, what were your thoughts, or did we pull shit out of there that didn't make any sense whatsoever? No, no. You, it was a lot of the things I was thinking too. You know, it was like the the ending wasn't too surprising, and maybe just because I've I've seen so many movies and seen so many different twists and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, sure. And it, I had to I had to sit and think about it for a while because it kind of did feel almost like okay, so you did all this shit just to die, and then I actually went through and I did read the the last couple pages a couple times. Um, and yeah, it almost. It, it, and looking back on it, it feels like that the the because there's you know you have the hero's journey right, and you have the person mm-hmm. starting out with nothing, and then eventually overcoming adversity. Um, but the adversity itself was fear. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the whole the whole point was that the knight was wandering again was because he felt like he failed. Mm-hmm. This is just, just my interpretation. Yeah, of it. it's just kind of sure. listening to you talk and kind of going mm-hmm. through what I was thinking about. Um, and so had to go on this whole new journey to realize that you know sometimes you do your best, and the best is what, and that's all that matters. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're a hero for overcoming everything you possibly can in your life to make a stand. And sometimes when you make that stand, you're going to fall down. And maybe it, it, like in this case, you couldn't get back up again, but you still did everything you could to get there. And so that's what's important. And that's why, you know, she says right here, she's like, um, you know, I'm this night soul wandering, uh, wandering death in search of salvation. Because when the night first died, again, from my point of view, is that realized he failed and wanted a second chance. And the second chance was, no, you're going to get to the same place. You're still going to die. You're still going to give everything up, but you've learned now mm-hmm. and it kind of it may, maybe just now that i'm kind of going through it and thinking about it and sure. it kind of makes me think a lot of things to my own personal journey with like my mental health stuff and things i've worked through where you spend your whole life thinking that everything's your responsibility that you're in charge of stuff and you take on too big of a burden that's not yours to bear and then suddenly of course you're going to crumble and fall after it because you can't no one can do that no one person can handle the weight of the world so you fall and you think it's your fault and so you kind of just say scratch this start over i don't care anymore i just need to do this or i need to go find a way to be stronger and then you realize that sometimes being stronger is letting go. Mm-hmm. And that's why at the end, when she's like, she's like, oh, you know, no, it's like, I met a tragic end. She's like, no, your, your journey ended well. Look at what you did. And then you wake up and you're like, no, there, there's better things to come. And then I don't need this shit behind me kind of thing. 
thing. So, and, and maybe that's personalizing it just from my own journey that I've gone huh. through. Um, maybe everyone sure. else is going to see it different ways, but yeah, listening to you guys talk about it did make me like the book more. I, I think I want to read it again when I'm not sick. <laughs> yeah. Because that kind of puts a, sure. a, a a pile over everything. But um, thinking about it in that light and kind of reading the last pages, even just now, a couple more times over again, did kind of get me, help me get more out of it than I did the first time. Yeah. And I think adding on to your thought, I think on a sort of a similar vein, uh, just being the nerd who loves ghost stories and the, as much as I do, a lot of times what they sort of talk about is that like, you know, there are restless spirits or ghosts that are, and yeah. the idea being is that they had like, uh, they, they weren't able to pass on. And like, I kind of like the, the general idea of like, you know, there is a certain amount of energy in the world, or there are energy fields that potentially we do not have. Um, you know, our our perceptions are not available to see, and so, but so like there are echoes of things, you know, traumatic events or whatever that cause some sort of energy that we interpret as ghosts or whatever. But like there is this idea of like his spirit is restless until it's able to kind of come to the conclusion that he did, you know, die a noble death because he was a warrior, like he wanted to die a noble death. And I think there's also something to be said about that that can be peace in. In finality and there can also be peace in just um simple i guess there's a there's a, uh, in simplicity too it sort of vaguely reminds me of the end of um uh what's that show the good place as well where like mm-hmm. these people now have an infinite afterlife and then actually have the ability to end their afterlife their complete and utter existence not just you spoilers know, Okay. I, is that what I'm like? Really? I, I've actually uh, only ever seen. I've only seen the first season, so it kind of is a little bit of a spoiler, though. To be honest with you, uh, eh. but um, it's been out for years now. It's it like has it's, been out for years. I did yeah. a panel of it for Comic Con. So, it's it's yeah. like saying that Darth Vader is Luke's father and people getting pissed. It's like, I know it's true. Anyway, but there is a, an interesting philosophical idea there as well that you know there can be some right? beauty in, in in a finality and an and an ending. Um, so I don't know. I think there's some interesting philosophical thoughts in it. Um, in a very sort of like. European French kind of way of like we're going to yeah, it's pretty French. it is pretty, is pretty French, French. Yeah. yeah I mean I love it don't get me wrong and I'm not saying that in a but bad way but, really it's, French. but it is pretty French yeah. for sure uh, anybody else have any other thoughts or do you want to go into grades on that I mean no? I, I'll go back to what you said at the very beginning is even when I was feeling eh about it or is that yeah like the, the art is impeccable there's even if you don't like the story there's like the art it just draws you in and you know it, it creates this world and this place which we've seen before I mean if we're talking mm-hmm. animals and little weird gnome creatures and witches and stuff and the lava monster it's all been there and done that but it's it's just the way it's presented in this way it's um it's it's realistic but also ephemeral and dreamlike at the same time it's really hard to describe unless you actually look at it but it's i definitely would like to go see what else this artist has done and kind of look at some of that even if i don't enjoy the comic i know that i'll love the art so mm-hmm. yeah no but yeah todd picked a pretty book who would have thought it's pretty <laughs> it is pretty uh well cool then uh mr adam what is your grade so i, I did raise my grade up i'm gonna go with a B. Okay. Yeah, B plus. We'll do B plus. Um, I, I definitely think I want to read it again. I, I Even just talking with you guys and then reminiscing and kind of breaking it down more in my head. Got, got a lot more out of it. Made it a lot more personal for me. And I think this kind of is one of those books like Day Trippers where you're going to see things about yourself in it. Mm-hmm. Um, or like when we did uh, How not talk to girls, how to Talk to Girls at Parties. Yeah. I'll never forget when we're all talking about it. Todd, you're sitting back there with your shading grin being like, <laughs> I've learned so much about you all today. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because of, of your interpretation of it. So I, I do, I, I will go back and read it again once I'm 100% better and not in, in a funk. Um, oh, I've been bitchy this week too. So that could be part of it as well. <laughs> everyone, everyone works to me as fuck all week long. So it's just like, uh, it's not helping with that. Um, no, I, would I do you recommend this to Elena? Uh, I don't think, did she even read it? I don't, I don't know, know. If she read it or not, but I, I don't think she would like it. But I think if she, <laughs> well, she wouldn't like it just because she doesn't like this kind, of, this kind of stuff at all. But I think there's a lot, a lot in it that she could like if she 
could get into it. If you yeah, overcome sure. the fantasy aspect of it, and maybe after listening to this, because you know we she listens to every episode, maybe she will want to go back and look at it. Um, I, I don't. I don't think she will. <laughs> She's too excited for next month. That's true. That's true. We will get. Oh, that it's going to be brutal, man. I'm I'm excited about it, but it's I have going to be a rough month in a different way. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah. in talking about that, I am actually going to go with a B plus as well. I would go with an A for me. It's an absolute A. I do think that there is a certain amount of limitation based on like philosophically. I think it's very interesting. I think the fantasy wrapping um, that is telling that story can be difficult for some people to get into. I think I I think for myself personally, um, I before within this past before this past year or so, I think that I was very intimidated by just the the fantasy genre as being something that I just kind of like wrote off as like something I don't necessarily understand or get. I've become a lot more open to some of those things um, in the past year. Okay. Maybe I'm just getting old and shit. Um, but uh, so like, I think that that can make it hard for someone to get engaged. And you have to really be engaged in this book for it to work, I think. You you kind of have to be willing to go with the story and see where it goes. Yeah, um, I think that's why I wasn't when I was in, in that place. Yeah. I just, it nothing was appealing to me at that point in time. Yeah. So. And with finding out the ending for what it is and learning what it is, did it make you go, oh, I want to read the beginning again and see what I missed? Well, yeah, I, I wanted to go back and experience that for from that different point of view and then uh sure. and again just when i'm not in a in a bad funk I kind of you. thing which is mm-hmm. which can you i yeah. can't blame myself for that it's not yeah it, it's just a bad time to, to read a book that i wasn't into when i was reading because yeah. like, i can start a book i'm not into and then all of a sudden like oh it clicks and i get into it but i just didn't have the energy to expend to do that so. the first time i read dmz i was not feeling it at all i went back a few months later and went oh this is awesome what was wrong with me yeah so well that was all of us yeah. monstrous too i think so too so, yeah, yeah i had that for monstrous mm-hmm. yep so, sure. Todd, what is your grade? I'm also going to give it a B plus, by the way. Okay. Uh, I really like it. The art is gorgeous. It is there. It is um, what's really interesting. It's absolutely graphic novel. It's what it is. It it is. Um, it says it's YA because there mm-hmm. is mature themes here, and there's absolutely mature themes. It's the. It's not perfect, but it is beautiful, and in some ways, it can be. Uh, it's talking about mature themes. So, is this a book you would recommend for someone going through a loss to comfort someone? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I would argue no on that one. I think that's a bad well, idea. I, I think it could be someone who's uh, gotten to the point where they've accepted the loss. Sure. Because like, But it so, says, um, yeah. yeah, this book is intended for readers age 14 and up and may contain themes considered young adult. How big is your book? Because mine is, it's only like 170 pages. Oh, I mean, okay, I guess so, yeah. It just looks like, it, it, maybe it, it just looks bigger. Maybe it's thicker pages. Like it's the bigger cards. on camera. Like the, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> I, I wish that worked. The optical edge. I wish that worked for me. Shit, I just gave, I gave five pounds on my face not on my dick <laughs> so, so uh, but yeah okay. it's a B plus it's not a perfect book but I really like the book and mm-hmm. I thought it was a great for reading five books this month on sword and sorcery and fantasy it was quite an interesting collection yeah it was of the genre yeah I think it was and I think um, we ended in some pretty good spots I mean Once in Future I thought was a fun place to end it I think this was also originally and I think this was also an interesting mm-hmm. place to end it as well um, sure I think Lena would have hated the fuck out of this book to be honest with you if I'm just gonna there you go. she hey. told us this is her protest episode yeah it, this is yes it's true she's so like Maybe she you started it and went, eh. yeah. She's like, hey, Sasquatch, can we do something tonight? He's like, oh, I can get music tickets. She needed an excuse to get out of here. Yeah. So anyway, cool. So next week, we are going to be doing, um, starting a month after we subjected Lena to Sword and Sorcery yes. Month, we bringing on something near and dear to her and probably my evil little hearts. Uh, we're going to do a month of true crime books. Uh, we are starting out with My Friend Dahmer. We're, uh, the second book is going to be, uh, Did You Hear What Eddie 
Breaking Dunn, which is uh, illustrated by Eric Powell from Goon fame. Um, I actually bought mine uh, through his Kickstarter campaign. Um, and then there is the Green River Killer and the Black Dahlia. Um, I will say a couple of, of notes just on a personal level on this. The Green River Killer volume I bought, I bought it like used on Amazon or whatever. And like it came and it was obviously like an old library book that they had sold. And normally that really bothers me in a book where it's like it's a little bit beat up and it has like the library binding on it. Mm-hmm. For some reason with the Green River Killer book, it just kind of makes it really work. Like it's almost like they should have <laughs> had the packaging kind of be like that. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. Um, but uh, but next week's book I actually have read. So I can give you a little bit of a preview. I don't know if anybody else has read this or not. Um, uh, it's a fascinating book because it's the art, uh, the artist author literally went to junior high and high school with Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, like grew up with him, knew what he was like as a kid. Um, and like some of the information that comes from it, I am sure comes, you know, 2020 hindsight, uh, after knowing what goes on. But like, this is a guy who was, you know, I'm sure for a long time, people like want to ask what his, his buddy Jeffrey Dahmer was like. Um, and it's, he probably just got tired of it. He's like, fuck it. I'll write a book. I don't know though. The book is really interesting. It's, um, it's not, I feel like it, I don't know, Todd, you can get your opinion. I think it's a fairly fair representation of an individual. It has good, it has bad. It's not all wonderful. It's not all horrible. You can see it it all. There is a little bit of finger pointing where I think there does deserve to be, which is at the adults in the situation who had the ability to step in and help stop some of this shit. Um, and didn't, um, and I think he also, I think he, I think, I don't know. My, my interpretation of it is, is that the author, I think is also, um, open and honest about his potential wrongdoings or his group of friends, potential wrongdoings in this entire situation as well. Um, I don't know, Todd, you get that same perspective or has it been a while since you read it? That's there. What's interesting. And he's got a interesting forward in the book as well. It's the, um, the idea with writing this was without knowing who he was to become. Yeah. And it's a little bit of, you know, it's a justification. It's at the end of the day, the choices are all our own. There yeah. are things that can point people towards specific things. Yeah. Some of it was questionable and other things as you're growing up as a kid trying to figure things out. And it's the, um, sometimes your friends make you and the adults around you have such amazing influence and why wasn't tendencies stamped out that should have been. Well, really, I mean, they're just, are, yeah. there's a desperate need for adults to step in at any point in time in here. Mm-hmm. There, there's, a, right. there's a monumental failure of the system throughout this entire book. It is a monumental failure. So you're looking at someone and it's not justifying Jeff yeah, no. in any way, but it is I'm hesitant to use the word humanizing, but it does flesh out. I, I think I think it's a, a I think it's a human portrait. I don't think it humanizes. I think it is a portrait of a human yes. being who did horrible things later. Um, and later. And there's no denying of later. that, but it does sort of show. You know, I mean, it's it's like that to a certain extent. The would you go back and kill baby Hitler kind of idea, like you know, sure. He he might have been decent for five seconds when he was a little kid. You know what I mean? Like, right. But um, if you, you want to watch a really really interesting show, there's uh, a series on Netflix right now called The Hitler Circle of evil uh-huh. and it's about uh basically the the people like goebbels and everyone else and mm-hmm. heinrich himmler and this and that who mm-hmm. were his inner circle and how they all met and started back like in 19, the 19, uh, 1920s mm-hmm. and basically how they started the nazi party and how they did this and how they did that and like how they eventually rose to power and then used propaganda and brainwashed not brainwashed but they say yeah brainwashed people to go against the jews it's it's really fascinating because you, mm-hmm. you sit back and like well how could germany do this like why would they and then it shows it was all small it was like yeah. all it was like it was like the, the frog in the, in the in the boiling water like you start yeah. out and you just go up and up and up and all of a sudden you have concentration camps so that's a yeah it's a really league really of nations good. gonna help yeah the, well the, the whole treaty of versailles and everything that's where a lot yeah, of it came from not, 
plot point. Yeah. But what's really interesting too with this conversation, it, it makes me think of the movie Joker because yeah. the way the movie starts out is for the first half of the movie, you, you know, the Joker is a very, very sympathetic character mm-hmm. because here's this person, he's got mental health issues, he's fallen through the cracks, no one gives a shit, everyone beats him up and like just takes out the world on him and you feel bad for this person. But then it comes a point where he makes a decision and turns to villainy. Yeah. And at that point in time, you're not supposed to identify with anymore. You're supposed to be like, I get where this person came from, but they still made the wrong decision. So yeah, right. having not read this book, I'm interested to see if I can, if that's kind of a, a way I'll approach it. But uh, I, I think you don't have that opportunity in this book because it doesn't get that far to throw him fully into villain mode. Right. Like oh, okay. you, you it's never, pre-villain. it's, it's all pre-villain. Like you, if you didn't know who he was, I'm, I, I'm sure you could, I don't know, I have to go back and I'd have to go back and look at it. But I felt like when I read it, that you could read it and then not, if you didn't know what happened, you could kind of be surprised in the end, maybe, but maybe I'm not, maybe, maybe I'm not remembering that I might reread it and pull, like pull it fully back down on that one. But anyway, we are doing cool. that one uh, next week. We can actually discuss this, you know, fully next week yeah. uh, once we've all actually read it as well. So yeah, so that, uh, that'll be our first week of our uh, April true crime month um thanks everybody for joining us and we will see you all later Bye. Bye. i feel like i should step in to help fill out that last note but i feel like my voice should have been lower with like everything going on right now but